It's springtime, friends. Are you at your happiest and healthiest? If you're not, and if you are, to maintain, you might want to check out our healthy seasonal cooking spring webinar that Chef Val and I are hosting with a guest speaker, Carrie Loeb, which many of you might already know of. He was a past guest on Macro Magic with Michelle, and he's going to talk about the energy of spring. And the webinar is going to be all about spring health. So the main organs we're going to be talking about are the liver, the gallbladder, and the nervous system, which many of you struggling with any type of mental illness might want to tune into because a lot of mental illness stems from imbalance in our body and the blockage of the liver creates a stagnation in our energy and it often affects our mental health and our nervous system as well. There's increasingly more evidence that an imbalanced nervous system affects our mental health more and more. So, the vegetables we're going to be using as the stars of our recipe are green beans, asparagus, green peas, broccoli, parsley, and dandelion greens. You might already know from other content that I've shared that the signature flavor of spring is sour. So that all the recipes are going to have that little sour taste in them. And the whole grains we're going to focus on are barley, oats, rye, and wheat. And some of the beans we're going to focus on are green lentils, black-eyed peas, and split peas. And what you get in this webinar is going to be a live demo of original recipes that Chef Val and I have created, nutritional information about the food, real-time interaction, and an opportunity to ask questions. Lots of questions. We love questions, girl. You'll also get a copy of the recipes being presented. Um, They'll be emailed to you before the webinar. You'll also have access to the recording if you want to go back and rewatch what we demoed. Um, and like I said, Carrie Loeb will be teaching the ancient and powerful Eastern self-massage technique to support the spring orban- organs. This is called Doween. It directly addresses chronic health conditions such as fatigue, digestive issues, diminishing lung capacity, and more. And and this webinar will be presented April 23rd from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And here are the recipes we're going to be presenting. So I will be presenting the first recipe. It's a zesty lemon blueberry pudding. Chef Val will then present an uplifting split pea soup with fennel. And I'll also be presenting a savory and sour whole oat porridge. 
Chevelle will then present a colorful barley asparagus greens medley with black garlic. I will be presenting spring blanched vegetables with tahini lime sauce. And finally, Chevelle will present a drink called Love Your Liver Sweet Dandelion Tea. So if you're struggling with any issues correlating with the liver, gallbladder, or nervous system, or if you're experiencing a lot of anger, all of these issues tend to come to the front during springtime, and you'll learn more about why. This is based off of the five transformations of energy. Once again, Chef Val, Carrie Loeb, and I will explain to you more what that means. But the main thing is, if you're struggling with these issues, there's help for you. And this is natural, holistic health that anybody could benefit from. And you can go to macroval.com and register now. We hope to see you there. Trigger warning, this podcast episode deals with sensitive subject matter, including eating disorders, substance abuse, and withdrawal symptoms. If these topics are sensitive spots for you, please feel free to click out and to not listen. Do what you have to do to be okay. Maybe this will be something you can hear when you're feeling better and more stable and more secure. But if it's too difficult to listen, if at any point in the episode it's too hard to imagine, feel free to click out. with Michelle. I am your host, Michelle Williams. I'm also known as the Freedom Fairy on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere on the internet you can find me. Today, we're continuing the series, Medicated Michelle, my experience with medication. So today we're talking about a new medication called I'm not sure 
I'm not sure if I want to even say the name because I haven't wanted to say the name of it <sighs> because there's a lot of sick people out there who are not in their right mind who want to further progress their illness. And this story might give the idea for some further injury. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Um, so I'll just, I'll just tell the story and I'll use the name of the medication and if I feel like I don't want to share the name of it, then I'll save the unedited version for my Patreon group and I'll put a bleep or I'll just cut out the name um, when I edit it and publish it for, for the masses. And it's kind of hard too, because it's like, if people are taking this medication, how are they going to know which medication I'm talking about? It's kind of a conflict that I have to resolve, but you'll see when I tell the story why I don't want to say the name. You'll see why it's more clear. So, in the last episode of Medicated Michelle, I left off with the story of how... I took myself off of my medications. I, I only meant to take myself off of one, Zyprexa, because it was causing me a huge amount of weight gain. And for years, I went to different psychiatrists asking them to help me out and they dismissed me. They gas, gaslit me saying no, it's your eating disorder, when clearly, even when I was off the medication, I had no appetite, I was not eating, yet I was still gaining weight. So clearly, <laughs> it wasn't my binge eating, it was this medication. And I just took it upon myself to take myself off, and the perfect storm happened, a really bad situation happened between me and a guy that I was seeing and I completely fell apart and by accident because I felt so bad I felt so um, low that I stopped taking my medications I stopped taking care of myself and I went through a, a withdrawal withdrawal period and it was exactly like the symptoms other drug addicts feel when they try to come off their drugs cold turkey. Yet another reason why drugs, whether prescribed by a doctor or you're buying them on the street, whether you're using them to heal or you're using them to get high, is the same shit. It's the same shit. So anyway, I was in this period of sweating 
for days. I couldn't sleep for days. I should also note, I couldn't sleep for days even when I was on medication, so it was like, <laughs> what's the difference with that? Um, but it was a lot worse because I really, I felt so bad. I just felt emotionally so hurt, so alone. Of course, triggered by this issue with this guy that I was seeing, but combined with years of me trying to get help from my psychiatrist, talking to my therapist about this issue and none of them ever listening. So, and of course also with my friends and my family, they didn't understand, they didn't get it. And I also felt really ashamed. So I really felt like I had no nowhere to turn. Meanwhile, you know, I'm just laying awake crying for days, not being able to eat, not even being able to drink water. I couldn't take care of myself. But I, I wanted to get better. I always wanted to get better. So I reached out to a former therapist that led a group called Pacifica, Recovery Group for Eating Disorders, group therapy, um, that met a few times a week. And I reached out to him. It had been years since I had talked to him. Um, but I reached out to him because I really felt he was the only therapist or mental health professional that I could trust. So I reached out to him and I told him what happened, that I took myself off of Cyprexa because no one was listening to me. And then by accident, I stopped taking all my other medications. And, and I, I wanted help, but I felt like I couldn't trust anybody. So, so he advised me to, to let my psychiatrist and my therapist know what happened. And he said, once I did that, I could come back to, I could come back to his group therapy. And I wanted to come back to his group therapy. I didn't want to go back to my psychiatrist. I didn't want to go back to my therapist, but you know, that was the condition this therapist, um, group therapy leader gave to me. And when I went to my psychiatrist again, I was extremely angry, more than understandably, for years of her ignoring my, my side, side effects, but they're just, they're effects of medication. It's not, calling them side effects is like diminishing the effects that many people feel and that are disruptive to their life, to their health. She ignored them for years, every month, I would tell her, I can't sleep. For years, I would tell her, I don't have an appetite. For years, I would tell her, I'm gaining weight. And she would just say, it's the food thing. It's the food thing. She would just write a prescription for more medication. She spent less than five minutes with me every month. And she always had this attitude about her. She always had an attitude, like I was an idiot, like I was stupid. And of course, that's like, you know, she's supposed to be helping me get better. This type of attitude is not helpful. 
on top of the fact that she's ignoring my pain. She's ignoring what I'm going through. She can see it. She can see every time I come in her office, I'm more overweight. And so I was, I was really upset when I came in and I talked to her. I was, I was throwing a tantrum. And after all that yelling and crying and screaming, she just sat there. Friends that are watching the video version, she just sat there with her legs crossed. She had a chair and she was like leaning back in her chair and she was like this. Just looking at me like the same expression she would always have. Like I'm an idiot, like I'm being stupid. And she'd go. And all it took for her after all of these all of these years of telling her Zyprexa is a medication I really feel like is not right for me after all these years of me telling her exactly why every single month probably 2 or 3 years at least 3 years I was seeing her every month 3 times 12 how much is that 36 is that 36 times, 36 visits of me saying the same stuff? All that it took for her, she just went like this. And she just wrote me a new prescription. She said, okay, no more Zyprexa. Why did, it, why did I have to go through that? Why couldn't she just listen to me the first time, the second time, the third time? There was 36 times that she could have just written me a new effing prescription and she wrote me the prescription now once I started taking this pill I started losing weight like crazy crazy weight loss just as crazy as it was when I was gaining weight with Cyprexa was maybe even crazier how much weight I was losing with Geodon By the end of the week of me taking Geodon along with my other medications that, that I had accidentally stopped, Prozac, Ativan, Lamictal, now the only difference was no, the only difference was in place of Zyprexa. My, I still had no appetite. I still wasn't eating. I still was having trouble sleeping, but every day when I went on the scale, it would drop three or four pounds. Daily, friends, daily. So by the end of the week, I was swimming in my pants. My pants no longer fit me. They were huge. They looked like baggy pants, like I, like I bought them purposefully sizes too big when that was not the case. I have to remind you, this was winter break. This was over winter break, senior year of college. So the end of that week was Christmas. My family and I, we, we took a trip to visit my grandparents in um, Northern California. And when I came home, I was 30 pounds. There was only two weeks that had passed. I was all down 30 pounds, friends, just from taking Geodon. That was it. That was the only difference. 
And of course, me, because I'm still struggling with my eating disorder at that point, of course I was over the moon, so happy. I was like, so happy that I was losing weight so quickly. And of course, losing that much weight, none of my clothes fitting me anymore, that just meant cool, I get to buy new clothes and I love clothes. But the thing that got me angry was that all these years, if all it took was for my psychiatrist to write me a new prescription to, to help me and my issue that I had with Zyprexa because I, I was gaining so much weight, if all it took was for her to take five seconds to write a new prescription, why didn't she do that? Why didn't she do that? Why did she sit there and let me suffer for years? So I was glad that I was losing weight. Of course I was. Are you kidding me? <laughs> of course I was. But at the same time, it didn't help any of my feelings that I had about my psychiatrist, about my therapist, about psychiatry in general, about medication in general. It didn't help. It honestly just proves, look how fucked up this is. All it takes is one little prescription, so why not do it? If that's what you're all about, why not do it? Why didn't you do that in the first place? You knew I had my illness, one of my illnesses that I was struggling with, had so much to do with the way that I looked and my body image and my weight. That's in your chart. That's in your chart. So why when I come to you and I tell you this medication is causing me to gain weight, why dismiss that? Why dismiss it for 36 visits over the course of three years? And you see how, that is what I just don't get. And I was like, you know, I was like, whatever, you know, I was, I was like, well, now I get to go to the group therapy that I want to go to. And I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna still work on this. But I know these medications are still bullshit. I mean, it wasn't like I was planning in my head, like, you know, when, you know, planning again to come off of them. But I just still, I just had it in my head, like, this industry is fucked up. This is fucked up. And so what happened was, so what happened was, once I started going back to the group therapy, like I said, I went there two to three times a week in the evenings. Um... I would go there, we would have group therapy, we'd have dinner there, and then we'd have group therapy again. It was like three hours, a three hour program. And every time, um, every time you came, I can't remember now if it was every visit, every time I came, or if it was just once a week, but we got weighed and any person who is going through recovery for an eating disorder that's standard because 
I mean, just like I said, this mental illness is has so much to do with your body weight. That's how it, you know, that's how it manifests. That's, you know, our behaviors affect our body weight and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a way to measure for the professionals to see whether you're getting better, you know, making progress. And it's also a way for them to see, are you still engaging in your behaviors? Because, you know, girls can, uh, girls lie, friends. Girls lie. They lie, they lie, they lie. Tell, look, listen, <laughs> I'm a woman. I was a girl before. Yeah, I lied. And of course, in that setting, there's so many liars. There's so much lying happening. So, so, you know, the girls, the women, they could say, yeah, I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm following the meal plan. But if their weight keeps going down, that's a clear sign. Maybe you're not. <laughs> Maybe you're still starving yourself. Maybe you're still purging. Maybe you're still over-exercising. So, you know, it's a helpful tool. But so after, after a couple weeks of me going back to the um, group therapy, the therapist kind of had a meeting with me, you know, um, one-to-one, and they're like, Michelle, are you being honest with us? And I was like, what? What? And they're like, your weight is not reflecting what you're saying. And I'm like, I want to get better. I'm trying, but it is true. I don't have an appetite. And this medication, I told you guys, I'm losing weight because I had a scale at home. I would go on the scale daily. I would see the numbers fall three, four pounds a day. I was, I was losing weight. And obviously it was reflected in my clothes and none of my clothes fit me. I went from a size 22, 200 pounds in the middle of that detox where I was lying on the couch, crying, not sleeping, sweating it out. I was 200 pounds then, not eating, not taking any medication. And once I started taking, I lost 70 fucking pounds. Nothing changed. I didn't start eating more or eating less. I still had no appetite. I told them, is this medication? And they were just looking at me like this. Once again, no one's listening to me. No one's paying attention to me. People are thinking I'm lying. People are not giving me the benefit of the doubt. They're not taking my word for what it is. They're gaslighting me. These people, the ones I thought would help me the most, the ones I trusted the most, <laughs> were accusing me of lying. when all I'm doing is doing what my doctors tell me to do. The psychiatrist I wanted nothing to do with, who ignored me for years, who let me suffer, I didn't want to take her medicine. But that was the condition in order to go back to the group therapy that I thought would help me. And now they're upset with me, thinking I'm lying.
when I told them the whole story. And because the therapist and the psychiatrist are so hooked up, they never think your psychiatrist could be wrong. They never think your therapist could be wrong. They always have each other's backs. Meanwhile, who's the one that suffers? Me, the patient, the person who wants to get better. And so I told him, I said, this is exactly why I don't trust any of you. I told them that. I said, I do what I'm told. I suffer. I, I try to take control myself because I'm trying to get help here and there and here by professionals, by doctors. I'm trying. No one listens to me. I do it myself. I get myself in a really bad situation. I reach out to you for help. You tell me what to do. I don't want to do it. I still do it because I want to get better. And I'm here and you guys are still telling me. You guys are still telling me I'm wrong. I said, you guys are fucked up. You guys are all fucked up. That's why I don't trust any of you. And then, of course, I talked about it. Of course, I talked about it in group therapy. I talked about how I was frustrated that everyone thinks I'm lying when I'm trying my best. That it was this medication that was making me lose weight. And of course, all the other girls in the group, they also have eating disorders. So I know, because I'm one of them, I know how their mind works. So as soon as I say, I, I can't help it, I'm losing weight, it's this medication. I know all in all their brains, they're going, what medication is it? They want to know because they're, I know how it goes, friends. They're going to ask their doctor if they can put, if, hey, doctor, I heard this medication called Geodon is like really good. When really, they just want to fucking lose weight. They don't want to get better. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Maybe they do want to get better, but of course they also want to lose weight. Of course. That's why they're in that group therapy with me. They'll do anything. They'll hurt their bodies. Of course. So I'm in the group therapy and I'm talking about how I'm frustrated with all these professionals telling me what to do and I do it and nothing is, you know, and I can't win either way. Whether I listen to them or I don't, I'm doing something wrong. And the therapist would sit there and be like, why can't you tell us the medication? Tell us the medication. Why is it a secret? And I'm like, bitch, are, do you have a degree? Do you have a fucking PhD? Are you calling yourself a therapist for eating disorders? And you're sitting here and you're, what is it? Taunting me? Taunting me? So that I can say the name of this medication so that all the other girls in the group will go to their will go to their psychiatrist and beg for it? Hell no! What the fuck? What the fuck? I'm sick. 
I'm sick and I know better than you do. I know these girls better than you do and you're here taunting me. Why? Why does it have so much power over you? Why can't you just tell us? It doesn't have power over me. I'm thinking about these women who will continue to destroy their health so that they can lose weight. Why isn't that on your mind, doctor? What the fuck? Oh my god, what the, what the actual fuck, man? <sighs> so, yeah, so I, I continue pretty much against my will, pretty much so that I could receive help, you know, help that I thought would help me. And, you know, not saying that that group therapy didn't help me at all, you know. But I continued to take it for a few more years until um, I finally just took myself off, off of all medications. But when I did that, I was in a much better place in a lot of ways. So I didn't have nearly as a traumatic experience as I did the first time when I accidentally took myself all of them. And um, that story, the final time that I took myself off of medication, I'll share that in a different, in a different episode. But <sighs> this just shows you, friends, the extreme cycles you go through. Look, your mental illness is already enough of a cycle for you to go through. Why, in the name of you getting better, do you have to put up with all this other bullshit? You don't. Not saying that in the process of you getting better, in the process of you healing, not saying that you won't go through cycles. But this cycle with medication and with therapists who don't listen to you, who don't believe you, who don't have proper knowledge of how to deal with you, of how to help you, you don't need to go through that. That is what you don't need to go through. So when I offer a different way, a more holistic way that uses nature, that uses whole real foods, that uses whole real plants, attuning yourself with nature, connecting more with nature, opening up your spirituality, meditating, getting back to basics of course learning and talking and reading and all of that but it doesn't have to be with a psychiatrist it doesn't have to be with a therapist and plus there's so many other kinds of therapy that i think are sometimes for some people more beneficial than 
talking. I think talking about what you're going through is definitely a huge part, but it doesn't always have to be with a therapist. So do I recommend Geodon? No. Did it help me in that time for whatever purpose I needed it? I guess, but I mean, I honestly, I honestly don't know how else I would have lost, lost that excess weight because I told you I will, I didn't have an appetite. I wasn't eating for months. Even when I stopped taking Zyprexa, I still didn't lose weight. So really, the only thing... So I really don't know how else I could have stabilized my, my weight without it. I really don't know. I mean, maybe if I knew about macrobiotics, maybe there was a way. I really don't know. I really don't know. I have no idea. So I am thankful for that, but the whole process of of how I even got to that medication, that was a whole bunch of fucking bullshit. I didn't need to do that. I mean, I probably did for my life's purpose, for my spiritual growth, but friends out there, if you haven't taken medication yet, or if you're going through that right now, you don't need to deal with that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you to help someone out there. There's, there's so many alternatives. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode, this episode of Medicated Michelle. If you are someone struggling with an eating disorder, please, please, please do not, and you're taking, and you're seeing a psychiatrist, please don't take this information and try to persuade, persuade your doctor to give you it. I don't know because it's hard because it's like what if there's another person out there who's also struggling with Zyprexa because of the weight they've gained maybe it could be you know an alternative you know because it was an alternative for me but I don't support you taking medication I don't support you seeing a psychiatrist if from this point on, the only reason why you see a psychiatrist is to help you get off, that's what I suggest. I don't suggest, I don't suggest you continue this pattern. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Medications are not medicine. They're barely, even the, even the benefits 
is only more, slightly more beneficial than a placebo. So why put yourself through all of this if it's pretty much equal to a sugar pill, to a fake pill that has, you know, why? Oh my God. At this point, the psychiatric industry should only exist to help current people to come off. Really, I don't think more medications need to be made or prescribed. They really don't. That's all I have to say on it. Thanks for listening. over on patreon.com slash the underscore freedom underscore fairy where you can also sign up and become a supporter video versions of macro magic with michelle podcast are available for you to view on youtube on my youtube channel the freedom fairy you can follow me on tiktok and instagram at the underscore freedom underscore fairy. You can also join my Facebook group, Sacred Space for Sensitive Women. If you like what I have to share, please rate five stars and subscribe to this podcast. Think differently and live peacefully.